0: This is RPG cast number 655 for Saturday, November 12th. I'm your host, Bill Lewis, aka JC Servant, the Utah Polygames with RPGamer.com. And we're here to give you all the best in RPG news from all over the internet. And Wait a me- minute.
1: You're not host Chris Privateer. I'm
0: not. I'm the not Privateer. Not- <laughs> so I put it in the show notes. I'm host not Privateer. <laughs> Chris shouts from the other side of the room I'm on vacation You know what, I, I, I'm i not Chris Privateer, But I play him on podcast And so I'm an expert on all things RPGs
1: Perfect
0: And with me of course Is Anna Marie Privetier
1: Hello I do not have a giant pillow shoved into my armpit This week
0: Nice, that's an improvement And Ms. Kelly Ryan
2: Good F- er, morning, I guess I'm too used to this being in the afternoon, give or take.
0: <laughs> We're getting there. That's what we would like to do. We did throw everybody off by doing this just a little early while I'm, while I'm on here so I can make sure I get done for in time for my Pathfinder game that I do on Saturdays. So, uh, well, how about we just jump right into Because we got a lot to talk about today. It's looking at the notes. We got, we got lots.
1: So we had extra life last weekend.
0: Hmm. How'd it go?
1: Really well. I made my goal. So Excellent. I've raised twenty five hundred dollars for Children Wisconsin. Thank you, everybody who stopped by the uh, sti- uh, stopped by the stream. Blah, blah blah blah. Tongue doesn't want to work. Um, everybody who retweeted out um that we were streaming. Everybody who retweeted out um our donation link. Everybody who spread the news about Extra Life and our ongoing goals. Um, we do have a couple of team members that didn't make their goal during the Extra Life weekend, but we do take donations all the way through the end of the year. So if you happen to miss out and this is your first time hearing about Extra Life, know that you can still make a difference for the kids.
0: And Anna, is this a tax deductible nonprofit type of deal?
1: It sure is. Uh, RP Gamer and none of the staff see any of this money. It goes directly to the hospitals through the fundraiser.
0: Hmm. And as a professional accountant, I can tell you that you know tax breaks are a good thing. Indeed,
2: they are.
0: Hmm. All righty. Well, speaking of breaks, when you're taking a when you were taking a break this week, what were you playing, Miss Anna?
1: Um. Well, I did stream uh, some triangle strategy last weekend during extra life, and I do plan on returning to that. Um. I had I finished up uh Nino Kuni uh, 2 on the switch and it was kind of weird i was expecting to do everything in that game and then i kind of finished the main story and i was like you know what i'm not feeling particularly motivated to continue playing this game and so uh-huh. and so i won't <laughs> And so I put that away, put it in my to-sell pile, and I was looking at my backlog of physical games, and I was like, oh, yeah, my father-in-law bought me Room Factory 5 for my birthday, and I should totally try that out. I was regretting that for a while because, oh, my God, that
2: game has
1: a painfully
2: slow start. Yeah, it does. It can be a little bit irritating.
1: I was just sitting there playing through, like, the first few in-game calendar days, and I'm like, am I going to five-hour rule a Rune Factory game? Like, Uh surely not. And uh, I did eventually, after the first few days, kind of get into a groove, but, like, there are so many things that are going to continue to drive me crazy about that game, and I know this is going to be really nitpicky, and I know that this bugs me mostly because I spent years working in the games industry, but all of the animations take too much time.
2: Yes, they do. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. That that is like my biggest nitpick. It's like I'm gonna end up spending 60 hours of this game, and 20 hours of it is just gonna be me watching way too long farm animations. Mm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I realize that that is a very strange thing to be annoyed by, um, but yeah, everything that you do in that game just takes too long. Um,
2: Luckily, it is very easy to get your monsters up to the point to where they can do the farming for you, Yes, and once you do that, you pretty much barely have to mess with farming again unless you're like either rotating them out or trying to feed them to keep them happy.
1: Yep. So I did on, I think, day five, immediately go over to the uh, construction shop. And the very first thing that I bought was a monster barn. Mm -hmm. Like, I grinded for gold over the first several days. Monster barn. Okay. Everything is better now. (laughs) And,
2: And not only that, once you get a couple of cows and chickens up to, like, max level... Um, they start producing huge eggs and huge milk, and you can just, like, coast with your money just with that.
1: Yeah, so I picked up um, two... Uh, what's the sheep monster name?
2: Oh, I can never remember. I just call them sheep.
1: So <laughs> I I picked up two sheep, and I picked up a Moo Moo, and I'm going to build the second barn shortly, and then I will pick up a couple of chickens and a couple more moomoos, and then I will just let them do all of the farming. So yep. now that I'm into it, it is going smoothly. The animations are still going to drive me absolutely crazy, but they drive me less crazy now. So that's what I've been playing. Thanks, Kelly.
0: Uh, Well, just real quick on that, you know, that's kind of one of my buggaloos as well, especially with JRPGs, you know, with the combat systems, when the animations just take too long. If you keep the animations fast and snappy, it's fun, but when it takes too long and you're going to have to do hundreds of these fights, and they're like, Bob hits for six points as he kind of goes up there, and it feels like a PlayStation 1 era game. I hate that.
2: Oh, that's yeah. partially why i like to play a lot of older rpgs on emulation now just so that i could speed
0: through some of that crap oh, but go ahead kelly i'm sorry oh
2: no no i'm I'm sorry that was just um my, like when i was playing shining force 3 uh being able to just hit the fast forward button and go through all of those animations was a godsend and now now that i'm using a different emulation core i kind of can't do that um luckily the game that I finished this week had a had a speed up button that was also a godsend. I I wrapped up trails from zero. Oh man, the
1: fast forward button in that is awesome. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> um <clears throat> so yeah, that that final chapter was a doozy. Um things got dark real quick in that. <laughs> the ending
1: was like oh, happy tears.
2: Yeah. Yeah um oh and th- that the soundtrack in that final dungeon was, well, I mean all the so music good that, all of the music in that game is fabulous but the soundtrack in particular um for that that, that last dungeon was just awesome and th- the the chest jokes in the last dungeon were still cracking me up the the, the, <laughs> the ones that were kind of omn omnimus om- onimus onimus yeah was like, oh, yeah, it was like well, anime just kind of creeped me out just a tad but I would. was this like leading to a secret boss or something or is it just there to creep you out I honestly don't know
1: um, I think it's just there to be ominous uh, um, I don't know if you remember um, Trails in the Sky the Third also has like super banging ominous music in the final dungeon ah uh.
2: Okay.
1: Um, although it's like literally hell, so Yeah. There's that.
2: Yeah. Um so I, that was my goal was to have that game finished at least on or before uh Pokemon coming out this week. So, um I'm I was happy I got,
1: <laughs> No, go ahead.
2: I'm ha- I'm happy I got that finished.
1: I um, um I was sitting there Um, on the couch with Chris and we were recovering from our surgeries and um, there kept being Pokemon ads on Twitch. And I finally turned to Chris and I'm like, you know what? I'm just pre-ordering both versions of that game. Oh, nice. (laughs) And so I did. So we're going to play it at launch. For
2: the first time in my life, I am able to buy the double pack um, and not feel like I wasted money on but both versions of the game. Because like back in the day, especially when I was a broke college student, I would just buy one version and then wait for the second version to be used at GameStop. And now I rarely, if ever, go to a GameStop. And it's like, you know, what, I'm just going to p- pick up the double pack for that. That way, eventually, when I do replay one of them, I can just jump into it right away. Um, f- funny, we had a backtrack this week about Pokemon Sword and Shield and i forgot how much i loved sword and shield and i was like you know if there wasn't a new pokemon coming out this week i would uh boot up the second version and play through that again right now <laughs> um th- those two games were a nice te- test kitchen and i'm hoping that they kind of learned some of their lessons from those two games and um, violet and scarlet's going to be amazing that's at least what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I wanted to play something kind of short, and we've got a backtrack coming up for uh, Cthulhu Saves the World and Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Oh, nice. So I bu- I booted up Cthulhu Saves the World on my Steam Deck. Um, Hey, th- th- there's a special cameo from someone in that. It's me! No! But you're not a cat, right?
1: Pods is not a kitty. <laughs> do not pet him. He hey, will flirk look, in you.
2: But but you look like a kitty. You're so cute. And you do, <laughs> I am not a kitty. And you do pretty decent DPS.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the one thing that Paws does that's really cool and really useful in Cthulhu Saves the World is Paws can flip an opponent's sanity and insanity stats. Mm-hmm. And so different moves end up becoming more... Um, useful against them once that stat has been flipped.
2: Yep. Um, the, the sanity mechanic is interesting in that. So so if you make a, a creature insane, it does more damage, but it also takes more damage. So you've really got to figure out, okay, sh- should I risk it and try to make the student insane? And th- then they're just completely obliterating me or what? Um, though I'm playing on easy, so I haven't actually had that hard of a time with some of the bosses. Um, I can't remember which one I was having trouble with. I think the... 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 uh... One,
1: I can never remember how to yeah. pronounce any of the
2: bosses in that um, game. <laughs> th- yes, There was one of good them good. that was a DPS check, and I couldn't tell you for the life of me which one that was, but that one schooled me. Um... Right now I'm in, uh... Riddler Day... The the Cosmic City. So I'm at the very end of um, Saves the World. And I'm probably going to boot up uh, Saves Christmas uh, probably today. Um, I'm sure I will get through it within the weekend. Because both of these games are incredibly short. And um, I really want to pick up the new one. Which This Way Madness Lies. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. That looks really cute.
2: Matt was talking about that one and uh well, well we'll get to that when we get to his editorial but um a little tribute to z-boyd um and, and it'll be timely when that episode comes out for safe Christmas at the end of the year it's the last uh podcast of the year for Backtrack before we kind of take our little winter break but yeah i'm having fun uh, oh and i played a little bit of wow um
0: how's wow well treating you
2: i just been kind of running through patch content right now um because there's really nothing else to do though last night i did get inspired to make a um a gnome warlock that i wanted to role play as just a complete brat yeah and she's she's a, uh looks like etna from disgaea and is very much inspired by rain from trails from zero and metallia from witch in the hundred night hmm. And yeah, this came weird. up. Be- this came up because my collector's edition for Dragonflight came in the mail, and one of the items that it came with was a transmog that gives you uh, dragon wings. So it's like I want to make this like kind of demonic child character that's just a complete brat, um, very much inspired by anime child characters that are all that you know just show up and go yeah yeah and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So. Um, I rolled her last night, I came up with a neat transmog, and I'm probably going to level her um, with the invasions that are coming up soon. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing her when the uh, expansion actually comes out, because I always do the expansion at first on my uh, my Hunter, who's my main, who has been my main since God, 2006. Well, oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, gee. I mean, it's the eighteenth anniversary celebration now and when I saw like, Wow, it's been eighteen years. I've been playing it sixteen years, give or take a couple of years off. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Did you ever did you ever think like when you're playing WoW back in the the original days that you'd be playing it sixteen years later?
2: No, I thought that they would have come up with the sequel like
0: oh, that's, yeah. a
2: decade ago. Or that something eventually would have toppled it, but Nothing ever came close, though I wanna say 14 came close recently, but that was through extraneous circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Um I have a lot of hope for Dragonflight. Uh it's it's given me Missive of Pandaria vibes, and miss was one of my favorite expansions. So um this week the new class comes out, which is the Drakthier Evoker. And it's a ranged magic class that you're using dragon magic. Um, if you pre-ordered the expansion, you get early access to it next week. So uh, I, I have an idea for what my evoker is going to look like, and I can't wait to can't can't wait to try them out and be a dragon person. Even though their design kind of bothers me because their head is very. Too small for the rest of their body, and I can't believe it got through. uh Visual, I don't, I don't know what you would call it—visual Q and A—and nobody noticed.
0: No, because as quality as control, art, as God. an
2: artist, it bothers me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, things, things got to be in the right take, proportions.
2: Just, just take that head, put it in Photoshop, and you know, drag it and just make it slightly bigger.
0: Take takes two seconds.
2: It's it's that easy, right, Anna?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely <laughs> how game cool. dev works. That's exactly how. I can Just slap it in there.
2: Eh, I'll put I'll transmog a big helmet on there or something. It'll be fine. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I've been t- playing, really.
0: Well, uh, did what have l- you been playing, Phil? I I played a whole. I you know I played so many things on Extra Life. I've completely forgotten. It's like a blur. You know, it's just kind of where we did. We did, however, play some some Pathfinder second edition with a, that was with fun to a watch. lot of streamers. That was fun. I I never realized that Woody and Herfrog were such actors. It was just a pleasure <laughs> to play with them. I pl- I run currently I run three Pathfinder sessions a week, regular sessions. And by far, those two are better than If my players listening. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. Those two are better. You know, in terms of role playing silly fun characters that are fun to listen to and are just entertaining for everybody. So that that was a blast uh, to to do that uh, with them. And you can still catch that over on our videos on demand section on Twitch. Uh, I need to probably put a note to actually save that somewhere. So let me put that down. Save that. But yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And uh, no, no player deaths, which is much better than one of my groups this week where we had... Uh, not that Chris knows anything about this, but we had a character die and another one get arrested and taken off someplace unmentionable. Uh, oh so, dear. Some yeah. place unmentionable. Unmentionable and Chris is a little upset by it. He was a little he was a little unhappy.
1: <laughs> oh, it was Chris's character. Then it was totally no, no. He
0: he was upset for other players. No, he was fine, but he, he he feels like his his goblin paladin would not be okay with this recent turn of events, and maybe he's upset at the gods, maybe he's upset at the government. Who knows? But the little goblin guy's not happy.
1: Is, Blame
2: yourself or God. <laughs> is it possible to res people in Pathfinder?
0: <laughs> yeah, so it, you know it's 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 pretty. It's usually out of monetary reach for lower level characters, which is where they're at. However, the poor man's uh, raised dead is called reincarnation. For some odd reason, druids just offer this service cheaper, but the flip side is <laughs> you don't know what you're coming back as.
1: <laughs> oh. you, keep, you,
0: you keep all of your levels, all of your skills, all of your inventory, but your race and your gender. Well, it's all in the heart it's of the dice. It's, yeah. it's loosey-goosey. Yep, yep, yep. You might come back as that female kobold you never wanted to play. Or, or, you know, maybe you're a wizard and you come back as a brutish orc and you just break all the stereotypes, whatever it may be. You know, it's kind of up to the the dice. And I I do like the flavor of as a DM, what you're supposed to do is look at the races that are in that region because it draws on the spirits and stuff of that region. So it's depending on where that person is reincarnated actually has a pretty big impact on what they come back as i mean personally i'm hoping for gnomes i don't see enough gnome players i think we need to see a gnome so yeah and if you haven't looked up uh paizo's gnomes just look up paizo gnome because the art direction of paizo is always fabulous and i love the way their gnomes look they look like little scrappers they look like they'll kick your ass look up their druid look up gnome uh, druid paizo and their iconic uh gnome is is really really cute uh but she looks like she can't kick your butt i'll pull that up on the screen
2: um it's it's funny Tr- traditionally, and wow, one character trait of my name of my main is that she's kind of racist against gnomes, um, and it's it's kind of a little bit of an extension of the fact that I find gnomes in WoW to be incredibly creepy.
0: hmm Yeah, the the, the gnomes. In, that's 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 my point. Like like gnomes in a lot of games in Dungeon Dragon's the artwork, anyways, make them look creepy. Mm-hmm. In Paizo they look like and you guys can see it on the stream. She this one looks like she's gonna kick your ass.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. That one's cute. Yeah. Cute cute but deadly.
0: Yeah. She'll she'll kick your she'll kick your butt. She don't care. Uh, that's a fan art there. But I love the art direction. They have very, very solid art direction uh so they 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 whether they're elves they're dwarves just everything looks like you i want to play it It, it, they do a good job there whereas like i remember fifth edition came out and i bought like their halflings just looked horrible their gnomes look creepy like i don't want to play these these. that's why i didn't want to play a gnome in world of warcraft it just yeah that's the stuff of nightmares (laughs) um but anywho uh what else also been playing a game called uh slice and dice which is what i've been streaming it is a little, very little indie game. It's made by one guy. And it, it it is a game where you have a party of five characters. And each of their attacks is represented on a dice. So whenever you get into combat, uh, you will roll a dice and one of their attacks or defenses or or mana to cast spells or whatever it may be will pop up. You get two re- you can save you can save that dice if it rolls up really good. You want to go ahead and just save it on that character. You got two re-rolls to re-roll anything that that you didn't want to save to try to get something better on some of the other characters because some of the sides will have really weak attacks or even they do nothing. So you don't want one of those. So you can try to re-roll those. Uh when you roll up mana, which tends to happen on your spell casters you do have a couple of spells you can pick from as well and at the same time the enemy's got their own dice with some pretty devastating attacks and in the spirit of slay the spire uh they will roll first and they will show you exactly what they're going to do the game makes it very clear who's going to take what damage and what effects and it's then your you know then you get an opportunity to uh roll your dice and Ray shields to block those attacks, or heal people who are hurt uh, and wounded, and, and everything else. As you move through the game, uh, you will get be given opportunities to promote your characters to more advanced classes. And there are a lot of classes. Uh, I believe something like over a hundred or so. Holy uh, cow! With the advanced classes and stuff. And you, on one hand, you know it's just basically each class just had different dice and a few more hit points. But it seems to be very well-balanced. I've been playing it nonstop for hours now. And there's some classes that are a little bit better than others, I think. But so far, I think the developer has done a really good job of making these all feel like, I want to try them all out at least. You know, there, There's no clear losers here. It's just a lot of fun. Then on top of that, uh, in between leveling up, a lot of times the fights will drop you uh, items. And you can equip those items on the characters to sometimes those items will switch out uh parts of the dice. sometimes they'll enhance certain parts of the dice might give them a new spell uh that they can cast with mana things like that so you can combine the dice with the items and the items can be swapped around anytime before a fight so just like a real like any normal rpg i shouldn't say a real rpg but just like any normal rpg uh who you have equipped with what can be a big part of the game as well and so it's 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 quite a bit of fun it's pretty darn addictive uh, it, it, you can get it. You can't get it on Steam. You cannot get it on Steam though. Uh, you have to get it at itch.io, and if uh, it's a minimum donation of seven dollars, you can download the demo. Let me start over. You can download the demo for free. Minimum donation of seven dollars to unlock the full game, which I've done. And as an added bonus, when you buy the game, you get all three versions, which is the Mac, the PC, and Android. So, and it emails you a link. So I did. I have an Android phone. So I just pulled up the link, uh, downloaded the file and installed it on my phone. And now I have that running there as well. So in a way it's cross by and it also even has a little bit in a way of cross save. There's a lot of things you can unlock. There's modes you can unlock, kind of like an achievement system that unlocks different things. And uh, you can actually, uh, it, there's a text export so it, that text export has your unlocks encoded in it. So if you just send that to your cell phone, you can basically have the unlocks on your PC, on your cell phone, or vice versa. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, the developers clearly, and it's a single guy, you know, working on this from understand, done a lot of work. Uh, the only down part to this may for some people maybe there is zero background music when you roll the dice the dice make a nice satisfying sound and it throws the dice up on the screen so that's pretty well done but there's no background music so when i was streaming this the other day i just went to youtube and pulled up top 100 rpg battle songs (laughs) that kind of that kind of helped with the with the stream uh but uh, also a great game if you just want to listen to a podcast like ours or uh, an audiobook, which Anna and I are huge fans of and highly recommend. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's it's, but this is a lot of this is a lot of fun, and, and I definitely think it's worth seven dollars if at all. Uh, and the reason why I'm playing this game is actually Woody had created a video uh, saying that this has replaced uh, Slay the Spire for him. Uh, is that kind of like go to do a quick run? Uh, and whatnot. And it does give off that Slay the Spire vibe, because it is a rogue. I would say this is a rogue-like because the unlocks don't make your future runs really any easier. Uh, but uh, but it does give you more variety, and give you different types of modes to play. At least that's my experience so, so far. It just kind of unlocks, just like Slay the Spire does. Uh, but you will go through a, a series of like 20 battles with some big boss battles in there, uh, and the such, and there is definitely RNG in terms of which class promotions show up, uh, when you get to pick, uh, that's RNG. What items show up is RNG. So uh, no, no two runs necessarily are probably going to be alike. No, that's 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 been a lot of fun. And I've been playing. I'm still working my way through Bodder's Gate. I'm in chapter five. I have most I think up towards the end of chapter five now. I'd like to think. Uh, working my way through classics Baldur's Gate. It's the road to Bodder's Gate three. I just
2: I want to be want
0: to be ready, fully ready for Baldur's Gate three. That's my uh, new Pokemon game or whatever have you down the road that I'm really looking forward to. I have been staying out of spoiler territory. I have not played the the whatever beta versions that they've been pushing out. I've not been reading the news like, oh they just added this. Co-. Who cares? I don't want to know. I I I don't know why with something this big and this awesome. I mean, you're my everyone do your own thing. But for me personally, I don't know why you'd want to spoil all of the goodness by being trickle fed features. Uh, for for something this this awesome it's like playing Pokemon and they've only got the first few chapters with like 10 pokemon and then the next week they had a few more and i I don't quite get the appeal myself I'm gonna wait for the whole thing to come out at 1.0 buy that bad boy so i can jump right into it so i'm very very excited uh to see what they're going to be doing with the fifth edition rules uh and and whatever other tweaks they're going to add to it. i think they're not going to be following the fifth edition rules uh exactly they're going to be adding a lot to that which is awesome because that's my take on fifth edition it's it's a good foundation if you just keep playing it the way it's written though uh, it eventually gets boring pretty quickly especially in video game format it's just needs a uh, needs some something to build on top of it and i think that's what they're working on here so very excited to see what they come up with See what a group of professional game developers and designers can do with 5th edition as a foundation and build, uh, build a nice house on top of it. I think that's exactly what 5th edition is really, really great for. So, that's me. Boop, boop, boop,
1: boop. So we didn't have any feedback last week because we didn't want to do a question of the week during Extra Life. But we do have a question of the week this week. And it's going to be really relevant once we jump into the news. So here is your question of the week. How much time between a game's announcement and the game's release do you prefer? And so if you want to leave that uh, as a comment under the podcast thread, you head to rpgamer.com, drop in your comment there. Um, You can also potentially tag us in the discord rpgamer.com slash discord um hopefully we can get those into the um sheet or you can tweet us at rpgamer
0: mm-hmm.
2: so
1: we had oh it's time for the news
2: so we had a nintendo nindies presentation this week kind of pop up out of nowhere um First thing that came up, World of Horror gets a summer release window and a trailer. So... <laughs> I, uh,
1: what? I, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it.
2: Yeah, because I was under the impression that this was Abandonware.
1: So, it, it isn't Abandonware, but um, I think Chris played this at PAX in 20... PAX West 2019. And so... And it was supposed to come out soon, after that
2: okay i got you so this is a one bit as in you only have two colors pixel based rpg inspired by junji ito and hb lovecraft and that trailer certainly shows those two influences Mm. um very creepy we get a a new trailer for it um they're planning for a summer 2023 release um it's available on early access right now on steam gog and itchy itch.io and it's going to release for the ps4 mac playstation 5 and switch our question Bye. of the week
1: needs to be how do you pronounce it do you say itchy or itch.io
2: itch.io i i keep wanting to call it Itchigo.
1: i call it itchigo <laughs> <laughs>
2: um sorry but yeah looks very creepy um can't wait to see more from it and then another game that's t- um, top of my list wrestle quest is set for May. This looks so good um the fact that it actually has actual wrestlers from the 80s just boggles my mind um set to launch, launch sometime in may 2023 for the pc ps4 ps5 xbox one series x and nintendo switch and yeah, it has the likenesses of character or people like Macho Man Randy Savage, Booker T, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page, Jeff Jarrett, and many more. Will we get the rock?
1: Things that I did not know I needed in my life, but I, now that I know they exist, I definitely need it in my it, life. It was really, really,
0: really great watching the video here. And best of all, it it's turn-based. I like turn-based yeah. games.
2: Seeing Andre the Giant just lift the thing like a... I I thought he was going to flip it like a Japanese tea table (laughs) when when he showed up.
1: Who knows?
0: (laughs) Very Um, cool.
2: We've also got an impression from uh, Noodle, a.k.a. Sarah McGar from PAX this uh, year, too, that you can see on the site. Um, and then another thing that was, thought, was sort of thought to be abandoned where jokingly um sports story is set to launch next month
1: i <laughs> I know these get planned super way in advance um but it's really funny because early, uh in October, so about a month ago, Platty and I were talking on the R p gamer Discord and going. Where is that game? It was supposed to be out forever ago, and the team isn't very communicative, and, you know, totally hashtag biased, but this is why people need to hire community managers. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Um, So yeah, this is a follow-up to the 2017 Golf Story that's available now on Switch. Um, Is this a Switch exclusive? The story makes it out to be like
0: it is.
1: I I believe it is Switch first, if nothing else. But I isn't golf story switch exclusive? I think yeah, so. I believe
0: so, yeah. I've never seen it anywhere else.
2: Um but it'll feature multiple sports including golf, tennis, volleyball, soccer, and cricket. <laughs> oh my god, I've never seen cricket in a video game. Um, as well as mini games and dungeon exploration. Oh, I'm sure you guys are excited. You, I, love I, I, I liked Golf
0: Story. I like Golf Story a lot. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I, I've always had a soft spot for like the mini pup putt golf games. I used to play them on the PC back in the uh, late 80s and 90s. And so, you know, Golf Story. It is you know, supposedly it's real golf, but it feels a lot like mini putt putt golf those mini games to me where you gotta get the timing right and aim it and there's little silly stuff going on but also kind of had the rpg story and the mechanics and stuff it was super cute
2: wait wait did you play the putt putts on the commodore 64 back in the day
0: we were on pc i did have a friend who had a commodore 64 but he had never picked up any of the putt putts on those
2: because when I was a kid, my family w- and would play all of those, and um, I, I think my my parents used to get, get a little tipsy when they would play those, and
0: <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: laughs> get, get a little whan. get a little funny when when they played those. Because man, they were they were way too amused by some of the shots in those. Uh, I, I'm just you, you unlocked a memory. I'm seeing the ASCII art on the Commodore 64 version of like Putt Putt. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: seriously look up some of that stuff on youtube guys those those commodore graphics were amazing
0: oh yeah uh, commodore <laughs> was way ahead of its time i'm a huge commodore fan
2: but yes set the launch next month please be excited and then- i am very excited and then i i, I want to pick this up but i've got so much other stuff to play stealth dropped to uh the date of the indie presentation rogue legacy 2 out now surprise surprise um did any of you guys play the first one
0: uh, yeah for like an hour or two and i gave up because it's very <laughs> not for casual people it's
2: i got addicted to the first one when it oh, came cool. out for switch um that that's one of those roguelikes that takes a little while. You, you know you're going to be di- dying through a bunch of the runs but you're also going to be collecting a lot of the gold so i i just built up my keep um, uh, that's good to help compensate for that and eventually i just got better and better and managed to push through the whole game and was so proud when i finished it because i mean that game was not easy and you know s- some runs like having the nearsightedness or whatever it's like okay i might as well just die right here because i'm never getting through it like this uh, but rogue legacy 2 is out now for 25 bucks
0: um it's it's literally your 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 exhibit a when you talk about the rogue lights right because it's it's got mm-hmm. perma progression that makes your future runs you know, easier. Um, unlike slice and dice where the, there are unlocks, but they don't necessarily make your future runs. They're not designed to make your characters more powerful or anything. And R- Rogue legacy, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you, you can spend money on your keep and that permanently enhances your, your future characters, right?
2: Yeah. You spend money on your keep, you find permanent relic items that help you out. Um, you find permanent weapon upgrades that help you out. Um in, in games like this, I, I call that kind of thing compensating for suck because, yeah. you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that agile nor very good at platform games, but giving me a c- couple more stat points behind the hood, I can push through it eventually. Um, that's why I famously don't like Enter the Gungeon because there's very little suck compensating mechanics in that. And I eventually just had to give up because I was getting too frustrated.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the million dollar question. If you're making a, a rogue light, then then do you make the initial difficulty super hard because people are going to be, be able to to progress and eventually, you know, get ahead of the curve. Um, but there's plenty of rogue, you know, the rogue, uh, whatever, the regular rogues, uh, the traditional rogues that are super, super tough. Right. Like one yeah. run in 100, you're going to finish. So uh, but that's kind of a million dollar question on those. But yeah, it looks really good. I mean just looking at the graphics and stuff. It 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 it, it almost reminds me of Sha Shantae. Uh, was that what that name? Uh the one with the genie. Yeah.
2: Kinda looks yeah. like Shantae. Yeah. Um the original one was more pixel art graphics. Mm-hmm. They they went for a more cartoony look with this one, which I appreciate. And, and you know, I feel like the game that has the best, you know, mechanics for that that you that are optional is Hades. Um, you can turn on God mode to kind of help you get through the game quicker. But if you want to really challenge yourself, you just leave God mode off. And even the, even as bad as I was at that game, I was getting better gameplay-wise. Because uh, I think I had God mode off for like a good chunk of the game. And then realized that I had it off and turned it on. Mm. Um,
1: God mode and, makes Hades playable for me. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: god mode is your friend
1: god mode uh, is my friend for sure
2: but yeah um it's also got new sub the rogue legacy 2 has new subclasses like lich king spymancer um new runes relics and spells i'm sure there's also new uh things that'll ruin your run i i can't name them off the top of my head but you know I, i'm sure that there's all sorts of things i though the one that i hated the most was upside down mode in roguelike <laughs> what
1: was wait why was upside down mode so hard
2: uh just completely screwed with my perception oh that's fair um especially in like the bullet hell rooms and the rooms where you had to do really precise platforming
1: oh no there are bullet hell rooms yeah oh no oh no
2: yeah th- those were the ones that i think you had to like get through and not get hit and so that you could get the treasure chest him.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in this, um because I feel like they did do a lot of sort of tweaking between the first and second game. Um but I have so many games that I feel more confident that I'm going to like. So I'm I'm kind of holding off.
2: Um I I wish listed a lot of stuff from this presentation.
1: Oh me too.
2: The, the the one with the I call it OCD simulator a little to the left. Yes. Um I wanted to pick that one up right away but it's like I it, it was a little bit too pricey for, for what I thought it was so I wish listed it. Plus um you know they're describing that game as you organize things and you have a cat getting in your way. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's my, my life. life." Yeah um oh wait, my my cat's much more persistent and much meaner about it <laughs> so
1: in terms of non-rpgs from the presentation um i wish listed once upon a jester um goodbye world and a little to the left Let's see i wish listed rogue legacy A
2: little to the left um Gosh, I can't remember what else. Um, you, you know, when Black Friday comes around, Nintendo's going to have a huge sale, and we'll be able to double that up with a new like, gift card.
1: Right, and and that's sort of the thing, is it's like, I, I was kind of tempted to jump onto a couple of these ASAP, and then I was like, wait a minute. Black Friday's coming, Boxing Day is coming. Both of those sales uh, inevitably have Discounted eShop cards that I can stack on top of sales. I'm I'm just going to slow my roll. Place a rune factory five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Patience pays off.
1: Look, I've said this before and I will say it again. I am a cheap bitch.
2: I Nothing wrong with that. I, I don't blame you. I am too.
1: So and then out of nowhere, um, Ta-da! Shadows Over Loathing!
2: So, th- this is a follow-up to uh, Kingdom of Loathing and West of Loathing. Yes! Um, Priced at $23 with a 15% launch discount. It's available for Steam right now. And yeah, it's a turn-based uh, comedy RPG. This one is set in 1920s America, and I take it it's Cthulhu-inspired?
1: Um so all of Kingdom of Loathing has some Lovecraftian stuff kind of weaved through it. So okay. yes.
2: Um it has turn-based combat, numer- numerous puzzles and all sorts of jokes.
1: So um I was talking with a friend of mine and she basically said it, it they took all of the things that frustrated me about the first game and yeeted them. Excellent. And I'm like, oh, that is a very glowing uh thing to say. As weird as that sounds.
2: Um any of you guys care about Sword Art Online? Uh
1: so there's a new game that was announced?
2: Yeah, Last Recollection. Um the final entry in the it's planned as the final entry in the game series continuity. Which branched off from the main series. Um, I, I I did not know that. Yeah. Um plan for release in twenty twenty three for all the systems. Um has action combat and will figure, feature single player and four player online co op modes. Um this is a I guess this is an MMO within an MMO or a, a yeah, doesn't MMO. it
1: have sort of like a dot hack style yeah. storyline?
2: yeah that that's why i'm all, was always confused by it like wait we we already did this story. it was dot hack
0: dot hack yeah
2: <laughs> so yeah, you could be excited for that. I am excited for tactics ogre reborn um we've got more uh, information about the Warren report and side content. so the Warren report is basically your character dictionary um talks about the people, the events, the locations um it's in-game database with character profiles. I love reading through stuff like that in games. Um, um, we also talked about uh, optional side content. Um, see, there's optional battles that can cause new stages to appear on the map. There is a Wildwood location that's a huge forest and provides access to um, new classes. Um, you've got the Pirate's Graveyard, which is a, which is a collection of shipwrecks and has treasures um yeah
1: so i had like eight different people message me this week and go puppy eyes are you going to be streaming tactics ogre <laughs> so i can neither confirm nor deny that is probably happening after the stitches come out
0: they i mean they clearly put a lot of a lot of love into this remake it, it, it from all accounts i like, listened and read a bunch of reviews on this it's one of those remakes that's really done right and there's a lot of beefy stuff in there if you're looking for a nice chunky tactical rpg and you've gotten through triangle strategy looking for something else to bite into there's a lot there
1: well and here's the interesting thing is is um i actually have totally missed this game up until now so i didn't play it on the playstation and I didn't play the PSP or Vita remake, so going into this game, it'll be my first time playing it.
2: You're you're in for a good time. Um, so I hear. You said that you played Triangle Strategy recently, right? Yup. Um, think of it as a more advanced version of that, because Triangle Strategy kind of strips the tactics ogre. Gameplay to its roots, and I say it kind of made it a little bit better in the end because of it. Oh, Kelly,
1: that but was fighting words.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The forums are going to light up now. <laughs> Is if saying that funds <laughs> we don't have. Are
2: we not allowed to like triangle strategy? Oh or... no, no, no!
1: I'm I'm just yanking uh, your chain.
2: No, no, I know you're not yanking your chain, but didn't a lot of people kind of complain about you know there's no weapon or item customization in triangle strategy yeah triangle
1: strategy is basic which is good i i feel like it it played to its strengths in just honing the systems that it had to a fine sheen as opposed to trying to um sort of spaghetti it
2: yeah no, I, I agree. What I liked about triangle strategy is your your character customization was refined so that you could kind of do what you want without having to agonize over, well, do I have the best weapon? Do I have the best armor? Uh, is this weapon right for this character and stuff? That, that stuff stresses me out sometimes, especially in strategy RPGs. So being able to just worry about, okay, maybe their accessories and some of the... Uh, different I, I don't know what you call them you pr- you press select and have like a screen-wide boom come up i can't remember what it was called
1: oh um shoot i was just playing the game uh, uh ah, why don't i never remember
2: <sighs> it was at Brain the beginning heart. of the year. It's hard for me to remember, but you know what I'm talking about. It was like he heal all of your all of your characters once per fight or Right, yeah.
1: Like yeah. The, the major orders.
2: Yeah, major that, orders.
1: I don't think that's actually their name, but I it, think it
2: was kinda like that. Yep. And and the fact that each character in the uh game was so unique that you didn't have to stress out over well, should I optimize this character into a mage or into a, uh, an archer? Like no. They'll stay in Archer the whole freaking game. You just worry about upgrading their class. Yes, that was nice. Yeah. Um, Tactics Ogre is going to be a little bit more complicated than that. But you kind of dip your toe into stri- to Triangle Strategy. You can go right to Tactics Ogre and be like, okay, I can handle this. Yeah. Huh. that's more a good custom- way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. a little more customization. And, and then you go to Disgaea and all, all bets are off. <laughs> and Disgaea.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I would not recommend going from tri- triangle strategy to Disgaea. Your head might explode. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> um. And another news: uh, Young Souls Collector's Edition is now available. What is Young Souls?
1: Young Souls is um, like a River City Ransom-like where you're playing as two twins um, that are going down into the underground under their city where there's an entire goblin civilization and you have to beat up your way to get back your foster father.
2: Ah, okay, gotcha. It was Um, good. I enjoyed it. Well, unfortunately, there's only going to be like 500 PlayStation 4 copies and 1,000 Switch copies for the collector's edition. Um, You get a soundtrack CD, an art book, uh, lithographs, a collector's box, and a numbered certificate of authenticity. Does the article say where to get get these? Oh, the um, 1P2P's online store for 80 euros. So if you if you're pumping at the bit to get a collector's edition, there you go.
0: There you go. Here's Um, your sand.
2: We got more Pokemon Sword and Shield news this week. Yes. Um, Well, also apparently the Spanish version of the game leaked, so there was a lot of different leaks. Um, I got sent multiple pictures of Sprigatito's evolved form. I don't hate it; it's cute, but I kind of want to actually see an actual in motion and not just blurry screenshots. Um, but that's, that's a different thing. They, they introduced a new Pokemon um, called Gimme Ghoul. It's Gimme Ghoul. It's basically a mimic. <laughs> um, it hides it as a ch- it has a chest form that hides as a treasure chest and that'll be its defense form for ambush and then its roaming form is small and carries a single coin.
1: Yeah, so the Roaming Form uh, launched in Pokemon Go this week, I believe.
2: Okay. Um.
1: So if you're still Pokemon Go into the polls, (laughs) you can pick up one of these now.
2: I only play Pokemon Go when I go to the movies because I'm I, I'm sitting there and there's nothing to do for 30 minutes and there's two Pokestops like right at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's like literally the only time I boot up that game.
0: Um looks really cute.
2: Um there's also gonna be uh Terra raid battles where um players join in co op raids to take on terror type Pokemon. Um, these games will have special black crystals that are dif- uh, different from regular Terra Red Crystals and available for a limited time.
1: Uh, so this is how they do event Pokemon.
2: Yeah. Um, apparently there's going to be a Charizard from December 1st through the 4th. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much all we've got. Um, releases on November 18th. So what's us see, when is that? Is that Friday? Yeah, that's Friday. Um, I cannot wait to boot this up this week. I just hope that my copy will get here in time.
1: Why that's is Scamper cool. losing his absolute mind? My cat mm. is howling.
0: Meow. Have you heard anything about Earthlock recently, by chance?
1: Um, not really. I five houred the first game, and so I haven't really been following it. Why is there some news about that, Phil?
0: I I heard that uh, Jagex is partnering with Snowcastle Games for multiple Earthlock titles because you know there's such demand. <laughs> Um cool. <laughs> so they're uh let's say they've announced their partnering for multiple upcoming releases. The partnership deal will cover three titles in the Developers Earthlock s- series, starting with Iconi Island and Earthlock Adventure and Earthlock Two. Uh so that was a turn based uh that was a term based uh game that came out quite some time ago, back in 2016.
1: Yeah, I mean it was okay. And as far as I know, it sold pretty decently. Um, It was just way too slow for me.
2: The Stardew Valley-like one looks kind of cute.
1: Yeah, so they've kind of decided to turn Earthlock into like this full universe that's going to have a big variety of games in it. And so Jagex is going to be their publishing partner for that endeavor. Give them an A
0: for ambition.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, just because I didn't like the first game doesn't mean that I won't try some of their other games. So I am actually interested in seeing where this goes.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I want to tr- try out the first game at some point. We um, just have had time, unfortunately. Um,
1: so many games, so little so time. time.
2: I know. Um, We've got Warhammer 40K Inquisitor uh, DLC releasing this month, month, I guess, the Martyrs Test class. I I don't follow a whole lot of Warhammer stuff, so I have no... Oh, it's the Sisters of Battle. Um, So for for some weird reason in Warhammer, there's like why there isn't female space marines. So they came up with the Sisters of Battle to essentially compensate for that. Um, and they're basically like
0: fighting
1: nuns. I'm here for it. I'm down with fighting <laughs> nuns.
0: Fighting nuns. There you go. Uh, it's, 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 it, you know, the Warhammer games, it's, it's that universe I, it, that I really, really want to get into, but the, the there's number one, there's a ton there. Uh, and, and number two, the vast majority of these games that come out are somewhere between middling and just barely good. So they're not usually good. High enough to pop up on my backlog. <laughs> they I owned a whole bunch of them. They will warhammer to
1: anybody. Yeah. And so quality and, and, is
0: quality is good. Qu- and that was the thing with Inqu you know with with Warhammer uh, forty thousand Inquisitor. It was uh it was uh, it, it was released to okay reviews and good reviews. Some good, some just okay. And and I love my action RPGs. But I've still got like really excellent ones like Grim Dawn and stuff waiting in my backlog. So nothing that I saw there was like, OK, I've got to I've got to run and grab this. Um, but yeah, I am um, good luck for him. And it looks kind of grayish, too, which is kind of the Warhammer universe. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's very if you look at the screenshots here, it's it's yeah, it's very washed out.
1: I went to a PAX one year and I showed up for the appointment with uh, Warhammer and I, they were using a publisher and. Um, I sat down with the developer and he was like, hey, I'm, you know, bloody blah. And I'm like, hey, I'm Anna-Marie from RP Gamer. And he goes, oh, my God, you're RP Gamer to come? It's <laughs> like, yes. He's like, I've been reading your site since like 1999.
2: Nice. <laughs>
0: that was cool.
2: That's really cool.
0: I, I am the proud owner of a, do- a two dozen Warhammer audiobooks. <laughs> That I bought off of a Humble Bundle for like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> one day I will listen to them when I get through my huge backlog of lit RPGs and the such and Brandon Sanderson books. But yeah, no, it's the universe I really want to understand and get into. I just, but that's cool that he knew you.
1: Yeah, that that had never happened before. So that was, that's, I have good memories of Warhammer, not because the games are good or anything, but just because this guy was so excited to talk to me because I was from Herbie Gamer.
0: Well, you know what excites me more than Warhammer 40,000? What? Kid Seed!
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, that game's in early access, right?
0: mm-hmm yeah we 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 bought it in early access and played it a bit and it was like okay this is really cool let's put it on the shelf until it's fully released so we can get that full experience so we basically played like wanted to support them financially played as the demo uh like a demo uh shirley and i and uh my wife and now i hear i hear that it's coming out fully 1.0 in less than a month uh december 6
2: on pc um Cool. Then, yeah, they don't have a price, but yeah. Uh, you're building your family's legacy, taking control of the character's children, and once their current character ages and passes away. So so I guess it has generations.
0: That, that's what, well, yeah, once the current generation passes away, yeah, looks like it. And, it might and, be, be like one gener. no, it says multiple generations. I oh, see. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and that makes sense. I guess it's uh, done by some former favorable developers. Oh,
0: now so. all of a sudden, I'm sad. I didn't realize that was a feature. It's like it's like playing the Sims, you know, I turn off that whole dying feature because I don't want to be able to press that grandpa, you know that my character turned into a grandpa and ketered off, <laughs>
2: but now you can carry on the legacy.
0: I guess you can
2: yeah i I need to wish list this um, sorry I, I was still like thinking about the Warhammer thing because you know I paint miniatures and every time I go to the tabletop store I I see those Warhammer miniatures and it's like oh I want to get these so bad but I know Warhammer is such a money pit um, mm-hmm. especially since their miniatures tend to be on the expensive side but they look so cool and yeah that's the universe I, I've sort of dipped my toe in but don't necessarily know if I should go down the complete rabbit hole
0: Sorry, you no, kinda of moved on before I, I had a chance I, you to know, say since anything. You, since you said, like, I was talking to a friend about it and because he plays Pathfinder. He's like, you know, I, I like the the I like playing Pathfinder with you, Phil, but he's like, I really don't like the RP. And I'm like, Well, let me introduce you to the Warhammer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> let me introduce you to Warhammer. because like, you could play the Warhammer War games and there's you know, it's all tactics and, and you buy your armies and you do all that jazz. But like you said, it's an investment, but it's really cool.
2: Oh yeah. Um, there, there's this one demon that I keep eyeing called the uh, Demon of Change that a, a friend of mine did a huge commission of, and I've always been fascinated by it, but um, it's like a $120 miniature, and miniature in air quotes, because it's huge, and it's like, do I really want to spend as much as a game console on a miniature? <laughs> Jeez. But, but supposedly, like, the more expensive they are, the more powerful they are for your army, and I don't know... I don't know how any of that works. Pay
0: to win. Yeah, pay to win. Pay to win.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um, sorry, di- didn't mean to bring that back up. It's okay. Um,
0: Warhammer just keeps coming. I, that's kind of I feel like Warhammer every time I, I just everything I think I've forgotten about the whole thing, some big sale pops up or I see a humble bundle for you know twenty four books for twenty bucks and. I'm, I'm back looking at it again. Well, and then speaking of, you, well, that's another tangent. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. I'll keep you here all day. Okay. We'll, um, we'll keep.
2: <laughs> we've got Chained Echoes launching in December. Uh, this is a pixel art turn based RPG. which uh, was going to release on December 8th. There are several different editions. Um, you got your regular edition, which just could, includes a physical copy of the game and a collectible coin and a slipcase for. Uh,
0: Including a DVD copy of the... Who has a DVD player on their computer still? I I, haven't, I couldn't even find one for sale that does that.
1: I don't have any CD-ROM drive yeah, or DVD drive in my not a desktop. Thing. I think my laptop might have
0: one. My old laptop does. The new laptop that I bought for, you know, from graduating college, my little gift to myself, uh, that doesn't have one. <laughs> they don't do it anymore. <laughs> they don't do it anymore. Uh, but this is really cool. Like the limited PC edition, they have like a Super Nintendo box. It looks like the Super Nintendo. It's a Super Retro. Oh, that's retro. cool. But that is, that is really awesome. And a I'm book also and amused, everything. I'm also amused that the
2: piece, the DVD version is the least expensive at 42 euro. Mm. I guess it's cheaper to burn a DVD than it is to buy a PS4 switch inventory. <laughs> um yeah your retro edition has the uh um a two-size double-sided poster and collectible packaging i think that's that super nintendo box mm-hmm. the collector's edition comes with all of that including a cd soundtrack and a collector's edition box set oh. the oh. super collector's edition comes with all of that a wooden music box <laughs> what a, what golden a music necklace. Box? Oh how much gosh, is my... that super collector's edition though uh, 300 euros.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. Okay, I was about to say, I love music. But I'm going to see what I'm for, oh, hell no, not for 300. I think I'll and find somebody who made a music box on Etsy for, like, less than that.
2: <laughs> and I think the euro and the dollar, yeah, so the difference between the euro and the dollar right now is, like, four cents. So, uh, that's actually 310 in U.S. dollars. Um. <laughs>
1: Wow. So I have a confession.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I um I bought the crazy collector's edition for Soul Hackers 2. I got suckered into the two hundred dollar collectors edition. Oh wow. And uh by the time the collectors edition components got here, I realized that I didn't really enjoy playing the game and so I totally sent it to my sister in law to sell it on eBay.
2: Oh did, did you make a profit? Uh yes okay. nice. you know boy, no I would wave my finger at you for flipping but screw that game
0: <laughs> wow y'all need to be nice as soul hackers too I'm going to resume my playthrough after they get a patch with yeah the so combat.
1: I believe they're, the patch for that did come out oh did it? okay um, cool so yeah it is a game that I think I will try to go back to it maybe during the holiday season um, but yeah, that game ended up being disappoint for me, for sure. I,
2: I want to go back to it in a decade, well, I say a decade, but then who knows if I'll be able to do the patch that fixes it. <laughs> um, I, I want some time to pass before I go back to that game to see if I was right, or if history will tell the tale. Because, you know, fa- famously, I didn't like Docturne, and then I liked the remake of it. So, I can ch- change my mind on occasion, but God, that game was just garbage.
1: I'd, um, Soul Hackers 2 is, is the epitome of our RPG cast of the year award. I hated it. And then I played it again and I still hated it.
2: Yeah. Um, that That's it, nocturne for me. B- biggest disappointment. <laughs> yeah. uh, so well, anyways, well, I, uh I hope to the bottom isn't a dis- disappointment. This is a roguelike card-based tower game um, yes. for the T- Nintendo Switch and PC for 20 bucks. It's going to come out on January 19th. Um, was a group of 20 children living at the top of a strange tower as they scrounge to survive. Well, this sounds kind of like uh, Fuga. Oh, they descend the tower in pairs. Um, I wonder if those kids end up dying. oh stop it
0: no don't say that i'm I'm sorry it just sounds very grimdark just no it does look very grimdark too so you're not helping me out here it it probably is what's going to happen i was just trying not to think it uh looks interesting i i i I usually like my card games i I don't know if this really speaks to me but it, it does look interesting
2: um well for something lighter and cheerier do you care about neptunia sisters versus sisters
0: no 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 i I don't but (laughs) But it, (laughs) it is i guess it is lighter
2: it releases in january on january 24th with a digital deluxe edition or a limited edition
0: uh i'm just glad this one doesn't have the mouse pad with the uh big breast on it that was you know Remember that one.
1: That was a different game. That you was, know. um,
2: uh, Agoras War.
0: Yeah, that was
1: okay. Agoras War.
2: Mixing up these no, bad services. No,
1: your mix up is entirely understandable because we were having a conversation, uh, amongst the Gamer staff on the Discord about who was going to have to review this game and how many people have played really bad games for reviews. And, um, Agoras War as a series came up during that conversation, and the booby mouse pad.
2: Uh, I, I still have my booby mouse pad.
1: It's it's a ergonomic the problem is, is it's a really ergonomic <laughs> mouse pad. So I know a lot of people
2: who used it. Uh, <laughs> you can buy uh guy ones on the uh, on Amazon too with like their pecs as the um raised part. I, I think
1: my favorite part is is those uh, mouse pads are called Opie, um, yeah, booby mouse pads. Um, in one of the Disgaea Collector's oh, Editions, there was yeah, a no Opie I have mouse that one. pad which was flat. It was Aetna on the
2: mouse pad. Yeah, I I got that one. I that that joke cracked me up. That continues to make me laugh. So I I think that was the Disgaea One Remake Collector's Edition. Now that I think about it i'm pretty uh, but, sure i still have that mouse pad somewhere but but flat chest jokes and disguise games are never not funny um <laughs> for, for the so for the limited edition you get the steam code um or a physical copy of the game for, for your system of choice um steel game case the uh hardcover art book a nine Nine track soundtrack CD, a 12 by 25 mouse pad, so one of those kind of like across the desk mouse pads, not an itty bitty one, the collector's box, and the the, the pin, pinnacle of collector's edition stuff, an exclusive trading card with art not released yet.
1: I was uh, about to say, is it a cloth map?
2: No. Uh, Chris would be I, so disappointed. I, I, I'm sure people are going to be chomping at the bit for that exclusive trading card. See, see my thing is enamel pens um but my Dragonflight collector's edition came here and it's got really i mean they're not enamel pens but like really cool kind of 3d pens of all the different Dragonflights. and it's like oh my god these are so cool and i'll never wear them because i'm so bad about losing my pens on my jacket <laughs> oh sorry side side tangent um, if if you just have to have that trading card along with the rest, it's available on the Idea Factory site for $105. So,
0: there you go. God bless you.
2: Um, Tales of Symphonia Remastered is launching in February. On February 17th, 2023
0: specifically. Um, is this like the... Hold on, let me count. Is this number 12, I believe? Re-release, right? Of this game? No. I'm just, I just, <laughs>
2: um. So, so there was this one, there was the PlayStation 2 version in Japan, there was the PS3 version that also had Dawn of the New World, and now
0: this one. I feel like the market's pre saturated. I think they, mm-hmm. they kind of got this game pretty well covered. I must have three copies of it myself on various platforms by now. I, I'm i probably going to pick up the Switch one. Uh, Just...
2: Just so that I go. could have it in my collection. I don't know if I'm going to play it right away. Um, there's, there's also a, I guess a chosen edition available to pre-order through Bandai Namco's site. Um, we didn't really talk about that collector's edition, but I, um,
1: someone messaged me and asked if I was interested in this, and I was
2: just like, no. <laughs> Oh, the chosen edition has the steel case with uh, with Lloyd's dog on the front. Now oh, that's cute. That is very cute. Um, well, I'm excited about this new release, but I haven't played symphony in a while. And then finally, we've got a Western release date for Void Terrarium 2. It's going to be out on March 3rd, 2023, with a physical deluxe edition including a mini art book and soundtrack. Uh, Available from select retailers. And then the $70 limited edition is available on uh, NIS's site. Um, This is a sequel to the original Void Terrarium where you're uh, a robot looking after a young girl who's the last human.
0: It looks like some of the gameplay looks like a traditional kind of like a traditional roguelike, like Chocobo's Dungeon or something it's kind of going through a dungeon i, I don't know it's, it, it, there's a lot of different things going on here in this trailer I, I don't know if that's just one mode of the game or or what but there's definitely right here definitely kind of chocobo's vibe going on or what it can you know what you consider a traditional roguelike so mystery dungeon type of deal that's interesting
2: i've always found that that series to be kind of cute um Never actually played it, but it's always looked cute at the very least. Nice. And that—that is all the news. All
1: right. So, what do we have in terms of new game releases this week?
0: So many, so many new release roundup, right? So Uh,
1: I don't think we did a lot of the new releases from last week. Um so this is mostly a recap of what came out last week. Um so I'm going to rip through this really fast. Um, Kowloon High School Chronicle finally launches on PC. It's already on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, that Stealth Rogue Legacy True uh, Two hit Nintendo Switch. Previously on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. Diactics Ogre Reborn for PC, PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch. This Way Madness Lies on PC. By the way, I am totally in that game. Um, Valkyrie Elysium hits PC. Previously released on PS4, PS5. And that is all of the ones that we might have missed during the podcast last week. Coming out this week, um, we just have a small number of things. Um, It is going to be Ease 8, Uh, Lacrimosa of Dana is going to be coming out on PS5, Uh, Monochrome Mobius, Rights and Wrongs Forgotten is hitting PC, and of course, as Kelly and I talked about previously, um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are hitting the Nintendo Switch. Uh, That's on Friday, right? Yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. So...
2: I am gonna cry. I ordered pre-ordered it from GameStop, and I'm gonna cry if it doesn't get here Friday.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna be there Friday from GameStop.
2: Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, um. So we do also have some editorial content this week.
2: Yes. So we've got a Chained Echoes interview. Um. This is an upcoming Japanese RPG and uh, game. Sorry, an upcoming JRPG inspired game. Um. By Matthew. Matthias Linda, and published by Deck 13. Uh, and the interview was conducted by Jonathan Stringer. So you can read that interview. Um, we've got a This Way Madness Lies review by my uh, podcast partner in crime, Matt Mason. Um, he gave it a 4.5 out of 5, saying it has both has hilarious writing in old and new English, beautiful pixel work, amazing sound design, and a solid battle system with excellent customization. So, uh, this review is a little bit dated. He said that the Magical gr- Girl transformation is unskippable and happens often. They read, read this and patched it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and, however. Oh, you're going to tell him, It's a twist.
1: If you choose to skip the Magical Girl animations, you have to admit that you kick puppies.
2: <laughs> Just totally <laughs> fair. He said he felt called out. <laughs> As
0: well he should.
1: As he should.
2: <laughs> um He also said some features unlock too slowly and that there's no runaway command in battle. I I am just so tickled pink that he caused a feature to be patched in. <laughs> That's that the power of our <laughs>
1: Thanks, Seaboyd.
2: Uh, cracks me up. Um, we've got a Tactics Ogre Reborn review by Sam Walker. She also gave that a 4.5 out of 5, saying that it's a deep political storyline with multiple endings, a difficult but rewarding combat system, uh, fantastic music and voice acting, the downsides, no 360-degree view for maps, soft-looking sprite work, and not enough variety in battle objectives. Um yeah, people seem to have a problem with that sprite work. I don't think it looks that bad.
0: I I I I think it looks just fine myself, but I'm not super particular about these things. I like I like the um I feel like that while I, I can see the perspective that you know, I definitely know there's people who prefer something that looks more pixely and this looks a little bit more smoothed over. I I can uh, you know, I'll disagree with you, but I can understand that perspective. What I really like is how they really did a great job of cleaning up the, uh, the the character artwork and the such that you see, you know, while you're playing the game and in the character menus and what have you. The fonts are very clear and easy to read, have a little bit of a unique touch there to them. I, I like a lot of the, just the UI. It's very easy to follow and read compared to the past for me.
2: Mm. I I agree. Um, we've got Asterigos Curse of the Stars review by Ryan Costa. He gave this a 3.5 out of 5, saying that it's a fully realized world with deep lore and character connections, a fun combat system, and tough but refreshingly approachable uh, gameplay the downsides the lack of facial animation during vocal scenes can be distracting bosses can be pushovers rather than climactic battles of overprepared and obtuse item locations can lead to frustrating backtracking
0: and now like I said i'm a, i'm i'm a, i'm a bit interested in this because i i i I've never been good at dark souls games There, i just get frustrated uh, this is kind of billed as a Dark Souls game, but it's a little bit on the easier side. So I, I might be interested in that, but I do understand it definitely has some some shortcomings. So it kind of makes me want to wait for a sale. Yep.
2: And then we've got a Lost ones review. This is kind of the Western take on Fire Emblem from Alex Fuller. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5, saying that it has good depth and challenge. Um, To the combat system without becoming bloated, and has a solid cast with great voice acting. The negatives it is that it has sometimes clunky UI and plenty of unresolved or sudden plot threads.
0: Yeah, just uh, just it really looked really interesting because it was like Western take on Fire Emblem that that seemed really really cool. But for me, like, in watching the videos, a big turnoff was just the way it looks, right? Like, in certain ways, it looks really good. But in a lot of ways, it looks very muddied. Looks, like, low contrast. It's gray, gray-brown gray palette, uh, which I get if you're trying to go for, like, a medieval Europe thing, but it's really down... Like, you swear, the grass is not green in Europe. That's, that, that's my takeaway. It's more of a brownish hue of green. <laughs> I just... I don't know why these games have to look so... That was my big problem with King Arthur, uh, which I did the write-up for that, and it was just one of my. Big, that was another tactical game, and I love my tactical games. But please, for the love of Pete, I want to play something that looks bright and vibrant, even if it's realistic looking. Mm. But aside from that, yeah, some of the facial animations, a lot. It's a, it's a it's a you know single A or double A maybe uh, type of game, so you're not going to get super high end quality on all of that. And that I understand, but the the combat looked pretty interesting. And, and definitely, definitely, you you watch some gameplay, and you're you're gonna feel like you're playing Fire Emblem just in a different universe.
2: Yep, I know Josh was very positive on it, and I consider him the Fire Emblem expert, so yeah. And then fi- finally, our last editorial, we've got a Shado- Shadow's Overloathing impression. Um, this was the game that we just talked about. That was the hilarious stick Figure RPG. Um. Alex kind of goes into his thoughts about the impression. You can read that on our site. And that is all of the news and editorials.
0: Do, 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 boom. We made it. Yay. All right. Well, don't forget, we have a question of a week. How much time between a game's announcement and release do you prefer? Where could they, where could they answer that question at, Anna?
1: Uh, they can head over to rpgamer.com, find the latest show thread. Um, You can find it on Index if you're fast enough. Otherwise, you can head to RPGamer.com and choose Podcasts and head to RPGcast. And that will also get you to the latest
0: podcast. Cooly coolly. What are are you going to be playing next week, Anna?
1: Um, I'm going to play more Rune Factory 5 until Pokemon comes in. And then that's probably going to take over my life.
2: Uh, Same, but with Cthulhu Saves the World slash Christmas, though, I think I'll finish those in like a weekend, and WoW as filler until Pokémon takes over my life.
0: I'm going to try to peel myself away from the addictive slice and dice, because I really need to put more time into Baldur's Gate and Trails in the Sky first. One, whatever, first chapter. Yeah, so thank goodness, speaking of speedy animations, that's got a fast forward button. I feel like that combat would be a lot longer in the tooth if I had to play it all at normal speed. So that's a lot of fun. Um, I'm enjoying that. But that's it. That's uh, that's our show for, for today. Uh, you can head over to rpgamer.com and read all of our news reviews and articles that we have over there. Uh, follow us on Twitch, where we are streaming seven days a week at twitchtv rpgamer And uh, you'll see me playing some of the games that we talked about here. Uh, you can definitely leave us uh, some comments on Twitter. Uh, Hey, hey, hit us up at, at RP gamer. But of course, as Anna mentioned, you can also head over to our website on the latest podcast and leave your comments and feedback there, as well as your answer to the question of the week, but for Anna Marie, privateer and Kelly Ryan and myself, not (laughs) privateer. Bill Willis. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a fabulous week and adventuring out there the land of RPGs. Have a great day. Bye-bye.